Transfer rumours is everybody's favourite part of the summer where every single club is relentlessly linked with every single player in every single position they need. But today we whittle it down. We go through two, well, two or three ideal signings for each of our clubs. We talk business so far and we also talk realistic signings that we actually need. Roll that intro. Hello and welcome to the Lost in Possession podcast. First things first, please hit that subscribe button. Do us a favour, it takes two seconds and it helps us and that beautiful algorithm. Thank you. Now, let's get going. As I said in the intro, today is all about transfer business, transfer rumours and transfer targets. We are going to start with our three clubs. So we've got Chelsea, we've got Arsenal and Man City. Let us know your thoughts in the comments as well but we will try and cover as much as we possibly can. Let's begin with probably the busiest club in the window so far in terms of, well, in terms of signings in, let's say. Reese, we'll come to you. Arsenal, I think many Arsenal fans would have said Declan Rice was the prime target. You've locked up Rice. You've got Havertz. You've got Timber. You must be pretty happy with Arsenal's business so far. Yes. I mean, I mean, Rice hasn't been confirmed yet because there's lawyers um, and Timber hasn't been confirmed yet. But Havertz coming in so far, I think it was a, a surprise to most of us. If the other two get over the line, you know, you could probably say is our transfer business done already. But according to, you know, sources, it doesn't look like it is. So, yeah, got to be very happy. Rice was the target. It looked like we were going to lose Rice to Man City. That never happened. Rice was sold on the project to Arsenal. That's an exciting sign. We're improving the side. We're not adding depth. We're getting players that can challenge starting players. Rice is coming in. So party will now have to drop to the bench. It's a great way to be. It's a great position to be in. And yeah, let's let's hope let's hope that more come in. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, you're, I think that's a very good point. A lot of clubs will tend to make signings that, that deepen their squad. And it seems that you're doing both in the sense that you're challenging, you're actually challenging current starters, which I think is key. I guess, Jamie, before we talk Man City, obviously Rice, you were briefly linked with. In hindsight, it feels a bit more of a, a clever little tactic to just basically get Arsenal to pay 10 more mil. Are you gutted you lost him or does it not really matter? Um, he's not the type of player we'd need as such. Like, he's a good, he's a very good player. Like, we're not, it's like the ridiculous thing on Talk Sport, um, where they said sort of they, he called Arteta called up Pep said, "Can you put in a bid to make our owners do it?" That's complete rubbish. City City probably wanted him. Um, sorry, City wanted him, not probably wanted him. Um, but they have their limits, and it's happened time and time again where City will go, "Here's our number." If someone goes over that, or they want more than that. We're happy to walk away and we'll go for other targets. To be honest, it's really... I think it was a bit of a reaction move since... Because I think they were surprised that Gundogan left. Um, so that's where I think it is, really. But I think it's a good signing for Arsenal. And I think you've said it before, Reese, where transfer windows sometimes can look good, but actually are pointless when you're not improving the starting eleven. And... 
as we've seen, Arsenal starting eleven last season wasn't good enough to win the title, so they need to improve it. So that's what they're doing. And to be honest, they're currently winning the window, and I don't think anyone can really dispute that at the moment. Yeah, I think I think that's valid. I mean, let, let's break it down quickly. Obviously, we won't spend too long on on, on what's happened so far, but Havertz. Now, obviously, I'm going to talk about Havertz. For, for those following us on TikTok, obviously, I've done a video on Havertz. And, and I, I guess the bottom line is, from a Chelsea perspective, he has not done enough in the Premier League or for our club that, in my opinion, justifies a 65 map, six, can't speak, £65 million move to Arsenal. Now, yes, he won the Champions League. Yes. I'll always love him for that moment. But Reese, what what is Arteta seeing here in Havertz that justifies the price tag? Because I'm I've not seen it in three years. Um, I think you're going to get somebody that can contribute more to the play. I think if you think at Chelsea, he had to take on a, a striker role, which is something he's not able to do. Um, I think he'll have a similar role to what he had at Leverkusen. Um, you know, tacking mid, maybe a playmaker, something along those lines. If you look at his stats, I think his expected goals from his shots is quite decent. Um, but they'll, they'll expect to improve that. If you look at the players he's going to have alongside him in Saka, Martinelli, he's going to have Gabriel Jesus, who he can work with. Um, he's quite an intelligent player. Seems to make the right decision, get in the right spaces. Um, so probably tactically, he's probably in a better squad for him. Um but yeah, I still think it's a strange one. I think the argument is is to bring him in because he's somebody with experience and has played in the Premier League. Seems to get you a goal when you want a goal, which is something I don't think we're capable of without someone like that. Really? Sorry. I... In, terms of, in terms of nicking... I don't think he is. When Chelsea scored so little last season and wanted a goal so many times... Yeah, but you're not you going to He's, he's he's not playing that role. I think we need more goals like that, not as a centre forward role. No, but I just don't think he's sort of that clutch moment guy. He he has that clutch guy, but I don't think he is. I think Udegaard is that kind of guy, but I think he's going to add a different dimension to our midfield. I think it's going to ease the pressure on him knowing that Udegaard is there. Like I said, he's not going to be playing centre forward. He's not going to be playing a false nine. So he's going to have a little bit more freedom for him and less pressure. I do think he's going to help us overall with our goals. Um, yeah, he's not going to get the 10 goals a season, but I think his overall contribution to the player is going to be better. I think, well, I was going to say, he's a clutch player. You can't, like, I, I think that's one of his strengths rather than, than, than not. Like, that's all he's been good for, to, to be completely honest, because in the biggest of moments, he, he, he's delivered. The, the issue with him is he hasn't delivered consistently. And that, that's been the, the frustration because you can see a guy who is so technically gifted and so good, but he just doesn't work. He just, he doesn't press. He doesn't work. And he's not been in, in the three year spell. He, he's not had a consistent run. That's the issue. Oh, weirdly, weirdly, I actually see his role is going to be a bit like, City with David Silva when we had David Silva and De Bruyne. So I think Odegaard will play the, like the De Bruyne role and he'll play the Silva role. Um, where he'll be in like the left channel with the Martinelli 
sort of side of things and Odegaard on the right, I think that's the way it is. It might be switched around, but that's how I see it sort of fitting in, it not being a striker. So I do feel like that will benefit him more. Um, I Yeah, for, I just don't see what Arsenal saw 65 million, though. No, um, I don't. That's the bit I find baffling. And I, if you went at the start of the summer before there was any rumours, no one would have. I don't think anyone would go. You know what? Let's try and sign Havertz. No, I think I think sixty-five million was a lot. I would argue as well, though. Who would we get as a ready-made Premier League player? Um, for that, probably probably wouldn't get anyone else. I think I think he has a good mentality. I think that's one key thing for him. I think, you know, he scored in the Champions League final, but I think he can cope with pressure a little bit more than what some of those players can. So I think he'll be a much calmer head if things are starting to go a bit wrong or the pressure's on them. And I think he brings that experience to the team. Well, yeah, I guess that's a fair point. Champions League winner at the end of the day, you can, you know, that's that's more than most Arsenal players will be able to say. So you could make that case that it is a bit more of top-level experience maybe, but... Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I've made my prediction very clear. I, I don't see it. I think he he might thrive better in the midfield, but he's not going to do the same that he did at Leverkusen because it's a different level. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, let's move on to Man City. Jamie, again, not much gone on in terms of incomings. How, how would you rate your business both ways so far? Um... Well, effectively, we've technically got we've got weaker. <laughs> so, but you are we're coming off a treble win. So, you know, there's a big there's can be a big fall. So even if we are slightly worse, it's not too bad. Gunung <laughs> uh, Gome was a bit of a shock, I think, to a lot of City fans. I think a lot of them just thought he's gone. You know what? I'm gonna just focus on trying to win every trophy. And then I'll sign a contract after. And that's what I think most City fans thought. They think there's other players that are probably leaving. He'll stay. So it's a bit of a shock to see him leave. But he couldn't have left in a better way. So there's sort of like no City fans going to hold any sort of bad feelings about him. Uh, we brought in, obviously, Kovacic from <laughs> yourselves. Um, I think for what is it? 25 million, yeah. roughly. I think that's a very good price for him. I think he's a very decent player. Um, not better than Gundogan, but once again, he's got that Premier League quality and sort of. I would I would say overall, it's definitely a better transfer than Havertz at this moment in time, especially when you consider price. Um, that in my fact, but really at the moment. It's a bit slow going on for the rest of for the rest of it, but one one transfer in, sort of you and there's sort of outgoings and they're mainly sort of you know, uh, people have been on loan. You've seen Trafford who obviously saved the penalty right in the last for the under twenty under twenty one euros was it? Yeah. yeah, brilliant. Didn't concede a goal tournament. People are calling us. Um, Money fixing again just for selling him for nearly 20 million. Um, and now people are praising Burnley for having such a great deal on someone who's conceded none in a tournament. Funny how it works like that way. Um, but yeah, it's slow at the moment. 
City normally are a bit faster than this in recent years. They get their deals done early and then then they just sit back and then let Pep do Pep. But they've been a bit slower this time in bringing other transfers in. Yeah. Let's well let's talk Chelsea. Um again for us as you, as you guys have covered this uh, it's it's one way at the minute. Um it's not even a revolving door. They just leave the door open. We yeah, we we said we said even before the summer started that that Chelsea needed a massive clear out. To be fair, I I said it, but I, I didn't actually think the clear out would be this this severe, which I, for me I don't actually mind it. Like we we did need to clear everyone said about a third of our squad, and we basically have got rid of a, a third of our squad. Um, it must have been a bit of a quiet barbecue on day one when when Potch rolled up, um, going from you know thirty odd players, thirty two odd players to to twenty. But are we letting the right players go? I think that the two ones you've mentioned, I think Havertz for sixty five mil. I guess to reiterate my point, I think that's phenomenal business. We we paid a big fee for him. Didn't quite work out. As I said, won us the Champions League. No hard feelings. You know, we move on. I think that's great business for us. The the other ones like your Zieches, your 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 Mendes, your Abamyangs, who are sort of coming out the door, it it makes sense. Like again, they've not worked out. Players like Abamyang and 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 Ziyech, like Ziyech hasn't gone, by the way. The, well, I, I think failed his medical, didn't he? No, no. I I think that. I, the source on that was very bad. How oh, was it? And he came out doing a joke about it. So Ziyech is, is still going. Um, also, another one, Pulisic, in the last week or so, going to Milan. We've lost Loftus-Cheek. Again, not a bad word to say about him. I think it's the right career move. Uh, who else? I mean, the list goes on. I think Mendy. Mendy's gone. Kula Bali, yeah, Kovacic. Kovacic is probably the one. Yeah, Azpilicueta. Again, I've done a TikTok on him. Absolute legend. I mean, yeah. he... what's that? Bakayoko. Yeah, Felix is loan has ended. Bakayoko. Sakari's loan has ended. Abba Rahman. He's, he's gone yeah. today as well. And so, yeah. It, it, it's genuinely, yeah, about 12 players gone. So, majority has been good business. And I think we needed to be done. But I've made my feelings clear on the ones that we sh- we shouldn't have let go. And Kovacic, until we make more midfield signings, I think doesn't make sense. And obviously Mason Mount, uh, you know, I've, I've said it enough times and, and everyone knows that, but you can't be letting players like that go. Like, you, you can let players go, you can have a clear out, but you've got to make sure you're keeping the right ones. And in my opinion, Mount, Kovacic probably would have been right ones. Um, But on the flip side, I, I will get into dream transfers and all of that. We have still made attacking signings. I think Jackson, I'm not even going to pretend. I don't think anyone knows anything about Jackson, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> no Chelsea fan has, has said anything on Jackson. So time, time will tell, Reese. Is it some FM transfer you had a few years ago or, or are you as clueless as everyone else on this one? No, never signed him, but he does look all right, to be fair. Yeah. He's not. He's not a bad option. You know, he's a very United style player. So I think that's super potch to the ground. Yeah, and then and then finally from our side, I think Nkuku. I think in hindsight that looks phenomenal business because we bought him before he was Bundesliga top scorer. He's been absolutely crushing it for Leipzig. He looks very very good. Um, and I think it was around sixty million euros. 
and to get ahead, like if we, if we didn't make that signing, basically a lot of clubs would be sniffing around him now and the fee would probably be higher than 60 mil. So I'm pretty happy with that bit of business. But enough about Chelsea and our outgoings. Let's move on. Let's talk dream transfers. So, Reese, we will bounce back to you. Arsenal, to be honest, I think Rice, Rice is up there. But outside of the players who you've signed so far, who would be a dream transfer for Arsenal right now? I want to give a dream. I think Kelly and Mbappe would be the dream, to, to be perfectly blunt. If you didn't mention him, I was about to mention him. They are, they are his English team after all. I, I wouldn't... I, obviously, it's just not going to happen, but he's the dream signing because he's available. But who else I would take right now? Um, well, on that note, there, just quickly, there, there was an article today. Let me just read the headline. Made online sport, who are obviously known for their accurate statements. Kylian Mbappe would join Arsenal if he was to move to the Premier League because of his admiration for Mikel Arteta's project. I mean, the standard for journalism is is at an all time low. I just want to know. I just want to know. Have I like I know the answer, but has anyone asked Mbappe this exact question? Louis Louis Browning, that's the journalist. <laughs> fuck i'm sorry no they haven't and let's be honest if someone's going to if they're going to bid for him it's it's completely different just going uh it just makes no it just makes no sense like Michael Arteta, I, who's been in management for what three years is that right yeah. <laughs> and he's excited by the project as if he's some like <laughs> oh honestly I don't, there was actual talks going on and then there's he's discussed the whole project with him. It's slightly more believable. But this is just complete waffle, in my opinion. Mbappe probably does like Arsenal as a club. I don't know if he is his English team or not. Because you've had the Thierry Henry sort of bring in there. And the French that French sort of connection. But to just come out... It, it's, complete, uh, it's just complete crap for a journalist headline. And it's got tons of views. And it's worked. But this is the problem we see every window. There will be some outrageous article and no one gets called for it because it gets the views. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, Reese, I'm cutting you off in your <laughs> dream. Means, uh, and right. yeah, if I am my way, realistically, we need to look at um, a left back. I know Tierney is injured a lot. And I know that um, Zinchenko is more of a defensive mid, which we could probably rotate around a little bit more. So I'd like to sign DeMarco Inter. I think he's an outstanding left back, probably one of the best left backs in the world. I think he was in the top five for chances created or something like that in that position. So we couldn't go wrong with someone like him. And with Inter's money troubles, I think he'd be very easy to get a hold of. Um, I, I mean, he's an Inter fan, so maybe not. Centre back would seem to be covered with Timber or Ben White taking that role. Um, midfield were probably pretty good. On the wing, I mean, Harvey Barnes would be great, but I think he's going to Newcastle. I think we need to, yeah, look at depth or options for Gabriel Jesus. I don't think Nketi is good enough. I don't think Balogun will be good enough. So we might as well take the money for one of them or two of them and, and just go. And what about Timber? Obviously, that that's as good as done. I think medical's been passed and it's, it's near enough oh. concluded. 
Ajax have confirmed it. His yeah. brother did a post where going, good luck at Arsenal. Right. It, <laughs> yeah. It's confirmed as much as it can be without Arsenal going, here's your shirt. Yeah, apparently they want to make a big deal of this unveiling, didn't they? I mean, Timber's a great sign. I think if I was to go back to the striker point quickly, if I had my way, I would actually try and nick Callum Wilson from Newcastle, but I just there's just no chance of selling him. Um, I think he'd be a good option. Or Vlaovic at Juventus, maybe. I, I don't know. But yeah, it, it, back on the Timber timber deal. Um, yeah, I think it's great. Can play centre-back, can play right-back. I think he can even play in midfield if he needs to. I think he's a consistent performer. I think he's a good player. Um, I don't look too much into it because he played in the Dutch league, so I'm not exactly going to not exactly going to, you know, be jumping at the bit, but I think he will accommodate well to a modern style of play. So, yeah, I think he's a great addition. But as they say, you know, the team that always wins the transfer window always tends to have a very poor season, let's be honest. So, don't count anything. Well, any, any more dream signings? Anyone who's like somewhere in between realistic and not Mbappe? <laughs> right, okay. Um trying to think who there are so many players I like um Latvia he's someone linked yeah, with I think he could be all right I think he'd be a good player Partey so, leaves I think then that would be the yeah. right yeah he'll, be, yeah he'll be the player to fill I, I can't think of anyone at the moment because there's so many players in there that I've always liked in this squad at the moment where I'd be happy I think Maybe a striker. I would have loved. I'd have loved to have gone for Marcus Leonardo, the Brazilian striker. But apparently, he's on his way to Lazio. So, yeah, I think I think someone like that would have been great. I know you've probably never heard of him, but he looks to be a real, real player. Okay, let's move on to Man City. Let we'll start with dream signings. Um. <laughs> Weirdly, my dream signing is Bernardo Silva extending his contract. <laughs> is my dream signing. That is that is, that is not realistic. It's realistic, but it's also he's rumored to want out for the last two three years. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know if it is realistic in the same way. Apparently, he's got offers from PSG and the Saudis, and Barca are sniffing around, but I don't see Barca actually having the the money to fork out so that that would actually be my dream signing but then if not if he goes i think there's still a hole in that center mid and then it'll be right wing as well so sort of center mids the ones that i've seen that are available i guess would be the likes of Dion at barca but he would be close to 100 million then I've seen the weird ones, which I don't believe are fully true. In like they Real Madrid would get rid of both either of them would be Valverde or Tomuchaneni or whatever he's called. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. it. Yeah, him. Sort of, I'd probably take him out of them too, in my opinion. But that I think they're, they've rumored that to say that Real Madrid needs some more funds if they're going to afford the whole Mbappe deal. So that's where it could sort of happen. So I think that's what would happen in that as a dream signing. And we need a right right winger. Um, and there's I don't feel like there's too many about that sort of that are available 
that aren't going to be stupid prices. So one I'd say that's a bit more realistic would be uh, Moussa Diaby at Leverkusen. I think he could be someone who fits in on the right wing. He probably, the only thing I do have to say against it is I don't know if he's actually going to be good enough at City. But I feel like if anyone can make, make someone good enough, Pep can. I feel but like Diaby's one of them where he, he looks fantastic in the German yeah. league, but I just I don't think he'd, he'd be that good in the Prem. It's, yeah, this is what I have, but I can't really think of many right wingers who we could really bring in realistically. Um, really, it's more about squad depth because we have the smallest squad or use the smallest amount of players in the season last year, especially in the Prem. So, um, well, until it got to the final few games where we'd already won the league. So that's where the worrying part is the players that could go out because the rumours of players going out is Walker to Bayern, Mares to the Saudi League, Bernardo Silva I mentioned, Laporte probably going, that's why we're going for Gvardo. Then you've got Cancelo who's fallen out with Pep. It that, that, That's five from you know your, your squad and it's already a small squad. So these players, some, some players have got to be bought and it's Hard to see because there's barely any rumours because it's Gavardo or nothing at the moment in City transfers. So it's a bit of a weird place to be in. And I, th- I feel like we'd need just a bit more depth, especially when you've and then you've got to play like the Super Cup and the Club World Cup playing in this season. So that's going to be quite interesting to see. I feel like it's unusual that we don't have more rumours and more close to signings yeah to be fair the more you're saying it the more it does sound a bit obviously you know it, it, it's not grim because you know no. you're, the tra- like you're still you know you're still going to be the best team in the country but it does sound a little bit concerning where you, you you're essentially as you said you're, you're you are technically getting worse you've got arsenal who are the closest team getting better so may you know it it just takes a few injuries and that squad looks very, very, very thin. Yeah. <laughs> that That's the issue. And then it depends on who we also let out on loan from the academy. It's sort of like there's talks of Palmer, who's just had a very good under-21s tournament, who's been playing bit parts for the first team. We've got Rico Lewis, who can also come in. But then you've got... Surely. Them, surely. Well, it depends how much they play. Playing every week, no. But I don't. Too fair defensively, Enrico Lewis, I feel like he will play bits and parts of it, and that's fine. Defensively, we seem fine. He had that it's... run though, didn't he? He had that run in the season where he was playing. I, I can't remember how many games in a row. But, he, but if you look out of place, he does have the technical ability. It's more don't you don't throw him. In, you don't play him thirty games a season. You play him 10, 10 to fifteen at most. Uh, and they should be in the what's known as easier games. But then again, he played him away at Chelsea. I know you didn't have a great season, but... That was easy last season. It's still not an easy game to go. It's still not meant to be an easy game to go to. And we only beat you 1-0. Yeah. No, I was was really impressed with him. Yeah. So I think he's got the quality. So it's more, are we going to just go with bringing more academy players? 
because we got we got to we're spending enough money on the whole academy you've got to bring in some at some point so we've got a few Foden, palmer lewis so that's it's where we go from there but it's more who else do we lose from the senior players and not replace them i think it might be a mistake oh one one other player actually viega at celta vigo i think well he's 40 million euros release clause seems to you know know where the goal is so he could be a, definitely an option for a bit more of an attacking threat than what kovacic probably would be yeah all right well let's let's move on to to chelsea obviously a lot as we said a lot's gone out now i'll start with the dream ones because these are just not going to happen obviously mbappe is the, the one that everyone wants I, I think he's probably number one in the world right now but I think for us, we're, we're, we're crying out for a striker. We're crying out for just a machine who can just put the ball in the back of the net. And obviously, in an alternate, alternate reality, I think our dream signing would just be Haaland. We just need a robot. Don't piss about. Don't run. Just go there. Put the ball in the back of the net. Job done. Um, yeah, not going to happen. We missed the boat. Bloody God rest his soul, as they say. But Riola was... Uh, a little bit greedy, but uh, if he wasn't, maybe, maybe he could have come to Chelsea. But yeah, Haaland would be the ideal. Let's move on to slightly more, you know, realistic-ish. On the same note, I think for us, Victor Osimhen. Now I'm putting that in the dream category because if you believe the rumours and all the news that's coming out, it's going to take a, a bit of a monster fee of around 150 million euros to get him out of Napoli. I think the director's come out today even saying he's going to be wearing a Napoli shirt next season. So I I think it's something that could happen in two to three years, but I don't see it happening. I, I It almost, I, I actually think 150 mil is too much to pay because that's the kind of, like he, he does look the complete package but he's not been at the top level for three, four, five years. So I do think that would be just a ridiculous transfer fee. Um, I guess moving on to more realistic transfers, I think, Jamie, you mentioned it earlier, uh, Vlahovic, uh, I think I've pronounced that correctly. Vlahovic at Juve feels very, very doable. He's a bit of a classic number nine. Again, doesn't particularly press and, and work hard for the team, but he'll put the ball in the back of the net, bottom line. And I think as well, the, the price tag I'm seeing is around 70, 80 mil. And obviously, Jamie, what you touched on earlier was a, some form of Lukaku transfer swap plus cash deal, which I'd, makes sense. But just, just put it out there, is there new manager, new owner, is there any like comeback for Lukaku? That means you don't need a striker because he does put the ball in the back of the net. Whether you like, whether you take the mick out of his first touch or not, and all the sort of you know great defending he did in the Champions League final for City, <laughs> he does put the ball in the back of the net yeah. most times. So that's the problem. Is it completely dead for Chelsea fans? I probably think it is, but I just want to obviously hear it from your perspective. I. For me, I, I I hate the bloke, I'll be honest. And the, the, that sentiment is shared by a lot of Chelsea fans. However, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to understand the, the business sense of the decision, right? 
as you said, he is a striker. He he has been, or maybe still is, at, at a top level. He's physical. He's got a little bit of pace. And he, and he has put the ball in the back of the net, in the Prem, in other leagues. So having him, who we've already got on our books... Would probably make more business sense than than paying eighty mil for uh, for Vlalovic. Vlalovic, I can't even say it now, but that would make more sense. Obviously, paying a stupid fee for for Osterman, it would make more sense to keep him and give him a go. Does he fit Pochi's system? Maybe I don't know. I I'd, I'd, I'd say I'd say actually I think he could. I'd say he does. Yeah, two two pacey wingers, which we've got. A big stride. I do think it could work, but he would have to do a very heartfelt apology video, which we know he loves a tear and he 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 loves a video interview. But I think he would have to do a very sort of what's the word? Um, we can ask Mount for point uh, for pointers. You know, he's I done don't... some great videos recently. No, I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think that'd work very well. You, you don't want that. That was from the heart. Um, no, I, yeah, I, I think he, he could do a big apology video. I think a lot of the fans would buy it and, and give him another chance. If he starts scoring, we'll all love him. If he doesn't, he'll be public enemy number one. So, yeah, in the worst case, if we, if we don't get these transfer targets, we don't get another striker, I wouldn't be completely against it, but he's got a lot of work to do to prove the fans and, and turn them back on side. This is it at the end of the day, right? Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, if he's, you know, whatever it is, how many players from unforgivable positions have come back, you know, and if they score a goal, they save a penalty, whatever, all is forgiven. At the end of the day, that's just how football yeah. works. We're, we're willing to put things aside for the sake of glory. That That's just how it works. Yeah. I think Jack um, as well. Sorry to cut you off. Jack, okay. Jack is a prime example. Mid- yeah. Middle fingers at the crowd, couldn't be worse, comes back, good message, fights for the team, and now he's loved. So it's not it's not unthinkable. Exactly, and there's even more controversial evidences of that, isn't there? You know, at the end of the day, football fans can say how they want, but they don't actually care as long as they're successful. So, I, I think I think he's I think for now they're probably better off keeping him with the players they've got around him. I think Vlahovic is a good player and it worked in a swap deal, but his heart seems to be on Inter Milan, the Kaku. So, yeah, I suppose maybe it's either there or bust, but. With the players you've got coming back from loan, like, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't do any more business. You've got, you know, Saar coming back. You've got Andre Santos in midfield. It's really not the end of the world. We've got Broder coming back from injury. Don't know how he's going to be, though. Yeah. That's a bit... The, the ones that I've seen you've been rumoured with is, uh, was it Balogun from Arsenal? But they want they want 50 million. I don't, I don't think... That's a great deal. And then the other one is Wahai in um I can't remember what club it is. It's in Lee. Say that again, Reese. Montpellier. The guy who scored four goals in one game, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's got what nineteen in thirty three, he's twenty. It's looking like around a thirty million thirty million euro fee. So it's worth the risk, but then is it just another Jackson? And then you've got two of them. This this is the problem. I don't think Chelsea can go for that big signing. I just don't see it. I I, I don't know if it's financial or not. I just don't see who you'd actually bring in unless it was Mbappe or Osman. Other than that, I don't see who you bring in. So I think you've got to go with a Jackson 
possibly with this Wahahi. If you have both, then if one flops, one does well. Yeah, you've got one striker for sixty million who's banging is banging them in. Yeah, so it, it takes the pressure off as well. Yeah, exactly. So they're the ones I think possibly. I think as well, I've not really even touched on the midfield. I think at the minute, because of the number of outgoings, I do think we need to strengthen the midfield. The one we absolutely need to get done is obviously Caicedo. I, you know, Kante region, in my opinion, been phenomenal for Brighton. And I do think he has world-class potential as a ceiling. And then finally, I'll chuck one more, one more rogue one out there. Well, not even that rogue, but in the midfield, Mateus Nunes for Wolves. This guy is an absolute baller. I've watched him live. He's unreal. He can attack. He scored a screamer against us last season. He can defend. He's got pace. He's got skill. He's got it all. So that's uh, him and Caicedo. I'd, I'd be pretty happy in the midfield. Um, I've not seen any links with Nunes. That's just my prediction. But more of an attacking midfielder, though, isn't he? Yeah, he but, lost, but he, he, lost he, he can there. recover. He's, his recovery runs are really good as well. Um, so yeah. Nunes, if anyone's listening at Chelsea, get it done. Um, but that, that's pretty much it. That is us out for out, out of time. I can't speak today. That is us out of time for another edition. As always, let us know your thoughts in the comments. Like, comment, and subscribe. You know the drill.